Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. These coalition of 20 states suing the Biden administration. Right. Over, you know, because 250,000 illegals bust and flown into the interior a month by the Biden administration. Put up in hotels is not enough. Of course, there's always an additional 65,000 gotaways. Those are the criminals who don't want the free flight or free hotel room or a free phone. If you don't want those things, we need to really ask who you are. And the answer is you're either from the terror watch list, you're a pedophile murderer, somebody who's been deported after doing their sentence here and you could go to prison for coming back, um, or... Um, you bonded out in your own country. You were supposed to await cryo- trial, but like everyone else on Earth, you just came to America instead. Yeah. And I've been warning that we would see a massive flood of criminality because if I were a criminal at this point, most of these countries um, that you can walk from here, um, you know, you don't have to cross an ocean, they all have the same style justice system we do. So you commit a crime, they bond you out. And bond is given for almost anything, including rape, molestation and some kinds of murder in america it's got to pretty much be first degree murder special case or they'll bond you out even for that um so what do you do well if you're in el salvador guatemala you are in honduras you are in argentina they bond you out and you start walking because otherwise you're going to prison your own country you wouldn't stay there you come here all of them so the wanted who don't want to do prison time are now walking. And that is where the 65,000 gotaways came from. And we know that number is correct because um, we've got sensor technology in the ground. And in December, they included 17 terrorists, potential terrorists, I should say. They're on the FBI's terror watch list. We caught 17 of them. We've caught 38 since October. These numbers boggle my mind, Lee. So, you know, that's not enough for the Biden administration. It's not enough. So now they're offering this sort of, hey, humanitarian parole program, 30,000 migrants from designated countries a month into the U.S., including Haiti, Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela. Because there's just not enough. So that's there's like 250,000, uh, we're about 315,000 uh, into the country without that. So then 315,000, so go ahead. This is 345,000 people a month. A month. Damn. That's the math, right? Staggering. The gotaways, this program that they're suing to stop and the others. I mean, we have absolute open borders. The war on terror is over. It went out of style. Joe Biden has declared um, that... This is the greatest migration in all of human history. He goes down to Mexico for the Three Amigos uh, Summit uh, a little over a week ago, Lee, and he figures, like, there's not this thing called the Internet. And so if I I could, in America, I'll pretend that I'm enforcing the law at the border, but I'll go down there to Mexico and praise myself for 
creating the greatest, and I would add the word illegal migration in all of human history. Here he is. So this is how he talks when he's on a stage next to the Mexican president and Justin Trudeau. And did you hear the Mexican president say, because we've never been given a full accounting of how many illegals are here. The Mexican president says 40 million Mexicans are in the United States. That's what he believes. That's what he said. And he thanked Joe Biden for letting them in. Yeah, I mean, you you literally have the leader of Mexico thanking yes. the American president for allowing people to escape his country. Well, yeah, they're exporting cartels. And you had, uh, you had 63 cities last week. The Fox News shocking graphic. I mean, you got to go to my Twitter page and, and see it. I screenshot it. It dropped my jaw. 63 cities. That hit that the cartels are infiltrating and, and to to some degree have taken over the criminal scene there. Well, what comes next? Oh, the murder of the cops, the murder of the mayors, the murder of well, we know this is what they do in Mexico. They buy them off or they kill them. You don't want to serve on a jury if a cartel member is involved. Well, Americans will learn. Anyway, yeah. um, and, and we'll start to have these stories in Chocwell and too. That this, if I was the Mexican president, I would think Biden too. Hey, you took our cartels. Thank you so much. We did not want those guys. Um, here's Biden as if no one is going to know what he says. And the media did black this out, to be fair, except for, well, heck, even Fox News didn't cover this. I had to go with raw yeah. audio. This is him taking credit for what he calls the greatest migration in, in all of human history. And it is 345,000 people a month to the United States of America illegally. This has been the greatest migration in human history around the world, as well as in this hemisphere. And uh, when I got elected, the first thing I, the first major piece of legislation I introduced was to... Yeah, and he talks about amnesty, he wants to amnesty him, it's not fair that, that they can't vote, but um, yet. So this is where he is, and even brags that he's trying to make it easier for them to get here. And so we're trying to make it easier for people to get here opening up the capacity to get here. It was just remarkable that he just, it's like there's no internet. Like he feels like yeah. he can just stand there on the stage. And the whole purpose of this was for the, the North American uh, Declaration, which did not include border enforcement. The only kind of enforcement would be done jointly at our joint borders with Canada and Mexico, not internal. So, I mean... I, and I said this at the time, this is going to be history. This The history books will look back at the North American Declaration and say, look, this is the beginning of the North American Union. It was truly historic, and that's why he took credit for this migration. He sees it that way, too, that this is historic. This is fantastic. So this is a massive operation. Meanwhile, uh, Fox News also breaking this crazy story. Um, you know how... They're supposed to crack down. Our federal government's supposed to crack down on employers who illegally employ illegals. Oh yeah, we've heard that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, now they're instead they're using ICE agents, um, to go after employers for discriminating against the illegals, including in hiring. So, they're going after employers who aren't hiring people that they're not legally supposed to hire. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this just makes my brain hurt. Yeah, Breitbart has the right spin on this. They get it uh, this morning, what the, what this is. Biden's deputies use ICE agents to raise pay for illegal well, yeah, workers. That's yeah, primarily what it is there. At the cost of American workers. And what it is is they're pushing 
they're they're they are pressuring these employee these employers that they're pressuring the okay the illegals um can get special work benefits and permits if they rat out their employers not for employing them they're not going after that even though that's illegal right yeah no 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 the abuse they're supposed to report includes dangerous conditions right. or discrimination including in hiring so what happens now you're illegal well you're not hiring me because i don't speak english you think i'm illegal you better hire me i'm gonna call ice i mean this is sh- this is the normalizing and systematizing yeah. of law breaking by the illegals with the help of the federal government i mean I, I, you know what the next article from breitbart says i'll go ahead and write the, pre- the okay, headline let's hear it you know what it's gonna be american workers claim discrimination in hiring because they're hiring illegals Yeah. because they're afraid they don't hire the illegal the illegal go to ice and they'll get uh investigated for discrimination or dangerous working conditions so once you get the illegal on the property you better behave and do what they want pay them what they want because guess what they're gonna turn you in for dangerous working conditions oh 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 and guess what you get if you turn them in um, among the benefits they're offering, if you turn your employer yeah. in, um, you get a reprieve from deportation. Oh, well, there you go. You but can win benefits for reporting workplace abuse, including discrimination. Not like that's an incentive to break the law there, but yeah. Yeah. So if you've got non-citizens who are in removal proceedings for deportation... Just rat out the boss. Yeah, or have a final order of removal. Yep, rat out the boss and welcome to America. So you know what you're going to end up having here? You're going to, and then there's going to be, Breitbart does great coverage of this whole illegal immigrant thing. You're going to have interviews with employers who are like, look, I have to hire them. Yeah. I have to hire because I'm going to be accused of discrimination, even though it's illegal to hire them. Talk about double jeopardy. Our government is just increasingly bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just. It's the it is the normalization and then systemization of law breaking. This is coming from the left on every you know around to every corner. I mean, you had I I think it was I think you played the story earlier about correct me if I'm wrong or if I was listening to it, I can't remember Stacey Abrams no, um, aide. No, I haven't haven't had that recently. Who is bashing Atlanta authorities for doing anything to stop the Antifa riots and property destruction because it's just property destruction and it is wrong to think of it as violence. So when they set a police car on fire, it's all good. It's all cool. It, and it is discrimination if you stop them, impede them, or arrest them in any way. And what is this? Systematizing and normalizing law-breaking as policy. Mm-hmm. Or else. Or you're a bigot. Or you're a hater. Or you're standing in the way of civil rights or something. But only certain groups get that Oh, yeah. Get that designation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, this doesn't. If if you if you were a grandmother who walked into the Capitol on January sixth, as many grandmothers did, and some pregnant women, because the Capitol Police were holding the door open for you and ushering you in, and you took a selfie, uh, yeah, no, this does not apply to you. And you peacefully left. No, you're and you're doing you're, you're you're doing time. And, and if you're probably, protesting against abortion at an abortion clinic, yeah, and you've got that. your kid there, nope. and one of those the. Uh, pro-abortion folks roughs up your kid and you defend the kid, then you're the one that's going to go to jail. Right, with them testifying against you. Right, exactly, yeah. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. You could join the show live and in person. We have an audio visual option now. Rumble.com, my channel, all one word. Tara Servatius, Rumble.com. You have to get a uh, account, which is easy to do. Just fill it out. It's like anything else you um, can subscribe. New subscriber goal, 3,000. We are right on the edge of that. So please help us to meet that goal. All right. So much stuff going on. Lindsey Graham jumping in to assure us that Joe's done nothing wrong here. What are your national security questions? I just, what was, you know, what are, same thing for Trump. I mean, why did you do it? What were in the documents? How were they held? Who had access to them? Um, let me just say this. I've known President Biden for a long time. I don't think there's, I'd be shocked if there's anything sinister here. Okay. Notice he doesn't defend Trump. What is he doing? He's trying to clean up and revive the FBI's takedown of Donald Trump. I'd be surprised if there's anything sinister here. Look, here's the thing with Lindsay. Lindsay's a lot of things, some of which I can't say on the air. But Lindsay's not dumb. Lindsay's also an attorney. In fact, I wish Lindsay was more dumb. It would help. He knows Joe Biden could not remove those classified documents as a senator. Removing them is a felony. Removing them is a felony. It's, it's theft. If anyone helped them, they are an accessory and they have committed a felony too. Senators do not have the ability to have classified documents in their offices or their homes. It's not a thing. When you have Dick Durbin and Ted Cruz... Uh, you know, both of them have been in the Senate for more than 10 years. They're just aghast. They're like, I don't even know how to view documents except outside of SCIF. And you have to check in with them, create a record uh, with them. They go in with you. They, you either view the documents on a computer, you vote, view them in hard copy, and then they take them back. How did Joe get them? We would already know, by the way, if this was Trump. So Lindsay knows that what Joe did and what Trump did, I mean, it's just it's not even a comparison whatsoever but joe screwed this up royally because the fbi i mean they had gone full third world and look the fbi wants to emulate these third world countries where the intel agencies essentially run the country they start by controlling the elections the 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 fbi has largely controlled the last two elections including choosing who the candidates will be in this case that is what this is about is taking trump out and joe has screwed this up the media is lying to you about this. 
Well, Jack, it's not like with Trump. With Joe, I mean, Joe, he, you know, as soon as he found any wrongdoing, he, he went right to the FBI, went right to the DOJ. That is a total lie. Oh, unlike Trump, Joe volunteered. No, that's not what happened. I can't believe this is already being rewritten. Here's what happened. A lawyer for Joe found some of these classified documents, turned around, told the White House. The White House went, oh, dear, we've got a midterm coming up. They were afraid it would leak, so they reported it to the National Archives. You know, the same people currently persecuting Trump, according with the FBI to raid his home. The National Archives went, oh, dear, this is a crime. Let's help Joe cover this up. And so they did. They said nothing. They literally, you find out these documents, especially from his, the Senate era, are in the home. And the others, he doesn't have any right to have. It's a crime. You have to report it or you're an accessory. They didn't because shucks, it's Washington. You do whatever you want if you're a Democrat or you're helping a Democrat. The only reason we know Joe did this, and I'm telling you, the FBI is steamed at Joe for this. Because they had almost the perfect takedown of Trump going. The only reason we even know is because the inspector general at the National Archives noticed a bunch of emails going back and forth between suddenly between the Biden administration uh, and the National Archives. And the, Nas- the, the inspector general is the one who makes sure they obey the law and do, do, do things on the up and up. So the ne- inspector general said, let me see his emails. And he went, oh, my God, there's been a crime here. And he went to the FBI and the Department of Justice. And then the FBI and the Department of Justice went, crap, we're, I mean, we're like on the verge of a midterm here. We can't, we got to cover up for Joe's crimes again. They probably get sick of covering up Joe's crimes, but they do a really good job of it. So here's what they said. Wouldn't you love this deal? This is like a superpower. They said to Joe, okay, we know you've committed a crime here. We know you've got classified documents. Why don't you and your attorneys go look for them? Wouldn't this be cool? Just be like if Lee and I robbed a bank, but we're the right people. So the police call us up, Greenville police. Hey, you know, we're not coming out to your house to get the evidence. We're not doing that. Um, can you have your attorneys kind of clean up the crime scene? We're going to give you a month. Clean up the crime scene. You know, Go ahead, get all the money packed away, spend it on whatever you like, cash anyway, and then we'll come in, okay? So having known the crime was committed, the Department of Injustice and the FBI left Joe's attorneys a month to clean this up. So we're only getting a cleaned up version of this. We're not getting the worst stuff, the stuff that would, um, you know, get the get the mud on the Democrat Party. That's the deal Joe got. So this idea with Joe fessed up. It's not even like Trump. Trump hit him. No, Trump did not hide them. The National Archives, which has a record of these documents, uh, went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with Trump over the documents, arguing about were they Trump's, were they his, did he have to turn? Trump was in constant communication. He didn't sneak off with documents. That's a lie, too. Trump was doing what every other president has done and, and, and are still doing. I mean, Barack Obama, George, but they have these documents. And so any attorney advising Trump would take a look at the record and say, but you're fine. I mean, Barack Obama still has documents from his tenure. So you're well within your rights. That's what I would have advised them because that's been the standard. But the FBI is so desperate for any crime to get Trump on, they raided his house using this one, figuring Moron Joe wouldn't have the classified documents. So Joe just nuked the only route the FBI had come up with to get Trump. 
You know what's amazing to me? There's no other route to get Trump. I mean, truly, with as many businesses as he owns, as many middle managers as he has, there's not, you can't find one middle manager somewhere who entered the tax information wrong, did the accounting wrong, an accountant who made a mistake somewhere, and you could turn that, oh, look, crime, Trump, business. They can't even find a line item on this guy, which is amazing, given the volume of businesses he has of people who work for him. So they had to do this. It was working great. They were doing a victory tour. The FBI was over Christmas. Sending out, um, you know, other FBI liars who'd committed crimes and been fired like Andrew McCabe. Um, saying, you know, hey, he's going to be in handcuffs. They're going to arrest him. Bill Barr's taking a victory lap. He's going to be arrested. He's going to be tried. They were having a party. We were going full third world. You run against Joe, we promise you, you go to prison. That's how it works in Venezuela. You run against a guy that's president. The intel agencies will get you for that crime. They were going to do it to Trump. And Joe screwed it up. Folks, it's really fun. And now Pence has classified documents. So they can't even put print Trump in prison. This is hysterical. Oh, they're tearing their hair out this morning at the FBI. But they'll come at Trump a different way. They'll find something else. Do you see the doomsday clock? The story? I was actually impressed by this. A doomsday clock's a gimmick like anything else, right? It's designed to create headlines for the group behind it. Uh, but did you see the doomsday clock? 90 seconds from Armageddon? It's the closest it's gotten in a long time. So it's you know making news. It's all subjective. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just, what is it? Why is it, and this is what impresses me, whoever's at the doomsday clock, whoever works, they have a next level understanding of the news. In fact, I'd love to interview them. Maybe I should try. Why are they saying that we might, you know, why we're 90 seconds from Armageddon? Now it's the Biden administration. They're trying to start World War III with Russia. Now, um, they've resumed Barack Obama's efforts in this regard. They have wanted a war with Russia for a very long time. And uh, they've come up with a pretty brilliant way to get one, involving, of course, Lindsey Graham, who just wants to go to war. He didn't care with who. Um, and, and that's because throughout most of his career, he's been the number one or number two recipient of military industrial complex dollars. So you know, if we go to war, people get killed, but they don't care about that. The machinery gets damaged. It has to be replaced in Lindsey. Lindsey makes bank. So that's where Lindsey's coming from. So what are we doing? Have you seen this? Do you, do you, have you, has anybody paid? I've been talking about this, and I'm glad the people at the Doomsday Clock are paying attention because it's not just me. Do you realize where we are right now? Okay. Russia invades Ukraine, which we should care nothing about. We have no natural, national interest there. We should ignore the whole situation. It's the Europeans' problem. By the way, do you realize we have now spent more than all of Europe combined on this? Do you know what that tells you? They don't care. We care, but they don't care. Why do we care? Because Washington wants World War III. So, look, normally we keep about 60,000 troops in the European theater. It's pretty standard for us since World War II. All of a sudden, we start escalating, starting a year ago, February, right? We had 40,000 troops. This has not been lost on Vladimir Putin. This is why he threatens us all the time, because we're threatening him. 40,000 troops scale up? Yeah, 100,000 troops. That is the most we've had in that theater 
I mean, you know, if you're not counting people coming through there for Iraq, but I mean, like, seriously stationed. I mean, that's war footing. That's insane. And then this. 101st Airborne. It's going to Romania. On the UK and Ukraine border, the Screaming Eagles. That is the first forward deployment to Europe since World War II. We only send them when we're serious about going to war. And so they were in Iraq. But this is the first forward deployment to Europe since World War II. What does this look like to Putin? You're a smart person. What, what does it look like to you? Same thing it looks like to Putin. We are gearing up for World War Three. We want it. We need it. We are desperate for it. Uniparty, anyway. Why? I don't know. Probably to cover up what they've done to the economy. Or maybe there's some other reason. There's probably some other reason. It started with the Patriot missiles. Remember this? To operate the Patriot missiles, New York Times explained, here's what Patriot missile does. It shoots down other Russian missiles and planes. Hillary was going to use Patriot missiles to create a no-fly zone in Syria when she was trying to get into a World War III with Russia there. And the Joint Chiefs of Staff were asked about that. What if we, what if we use Patriot missiles? Like, what if they should shoot down a Russian plane? Oh, we'll be in World War III, the Joint Chief said. It'll probably start World War III. But, you know, if she wants it, she's the president, I guess we have to do it. Well, we'll probably start World War III. Okay. Now, fast forward from Syria. What are we doing? Oh, we're sending the Patriot missiles to uh, Ukraine. Yeah, cool. Along with troops to operate them? Yes, they are training to do that right now. There are Ukrainians in the U.S. training to operate them too. What does that mean? I don't know. You tell me. What's it mean when we shoot down a Russian plane? Oh, they sit in Washington in their stupid little bunker and hope we've started World War III? Here's Tucker Carlson explaining. This was uh, a couple weeks ago. What this Because it's terrifying. The Biden administration is preparing to send Patriot missile defense systems to Ukraine. These are not surface-to-air missiles. These are long-range missile defense systems that can shoot down both missiles and aircraft. They are more advanced than any weapon this country has sent so far to Ukraine. That's saying a lot. As recently as March, the Pentagon denied that it would ever do anything like this. A senior U.S. defense official said in March that, quote, there is no discussion about putting a Patriot battery in Ukraine. In order to do that, you would have to put U.S. troops with it to operate it. In other words, you would have... American troops directly fighting Russia. Congress has not authorized that. The American public is not in favor of that. There's no justification for that. And of course, the risks of doing that are profound. profound. But now we are. Positioning troops in Ukraine is no longer a problem. It's no longer a theoretical problem. It's a reality. And Democrats in Congress are encouraging it. Watch. We can provide them air defense systems. That supplying these Patriot systems could lead to a very serious escalation in this war that would involve the U.S. and Russia now directly fighting. I'm not that worried, Aaron. <laughs> Putin. He's not going to totally, like, not even going to care if we shoot his planes down. Here's the other problem with Patriot missiles. They're notoriously messy. Like, you fire one at a missile that's incoming, and they miss. I mean, that happens a lot. And then what do they do? Oh, they, you know, right over the Russian border. It's probably no problem. And um, what if they retaliate as they would be want to from the target it comes to, oh, they're going to hit U.S. troops. World War Three. Whatever the case, Uniparty wins. And folks, let me explain this to you. Now, now, they got Lindsey Graham running around out there saying we need to send tanks, and we're sending them. What are we doing? What is this? Let's see. 40,000 troops strong escalation on par with what we did with Iraq. 
That's what we look like when we're going to war. We're going to war. 101st Airborne in Romania. First time we sent them since World War II, right? They started filing in in the summer. We're escalating that one. Uh, that was just announced in Stars and, Stars and Stripes. We got the CIA director and chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff over there um, advising Ukraine, which is weird because they're not even an ally. Not formally anyway. They're not NATO. Basically telling them, we know what they're saying because they make it all public. You got to pivot to a bigger, larger tank warfare, maneuver warfare. Lindsey Graham's out there like, yeah, I'll send the tanks. We're pressuring Germany to send their tanks to give ourselves a little bit of cover as we start World War III or try to. Germany just capitulated. They're sending tanks. I don't know why they're doing that since we blew up the Nord. They got to be pissed at us, but whatever. Um, and they're going to large tank warfare. And we were like, no, nah, we won't send Abrams tanks because it's got some of the same problems to Patriot missile systems. Just the, you know, the American troops that you need to operate them. They're hard to operate. They're problematic for other reasons, too. Now we're like, oh, yeah, we'll send Abrams. Um, you know, Joe Biden just reversed that. So what are we doing? We are littering the battlefield with potential targets for Russia to hit um, that are American, that are American troops. Um, and so as to get ourselves into World War III. And if that doesn't work, we could use the errant Patriot missile strategy. And if that doesn't work, the FBI can just do what they've been doing since the beginning of last year, which is telling us, as a fact, on a loop, that Russia is going to take down our grid here in the U.S. is retaliation. And then they could just take down our grid. Well, why not? They lie about everything else, Russian, and take down our grid. Total control. I don't know what they're up to, folks. I mean, I don't know what the end game is, but I can read. They're trying to start World War III. For whatever reason they want it, they want World War III. And they got Lindsay's on board. But my favorite part there is the Democrats. Oh, they were, Putin will not care. He will. No, he's not going to care if we shoot down his planes, his missiles, maybe hit his cities. He's like, no, nah, he's like, he's totally cool with that kind of thing. There's nothing to worry about. I don't know. People at the doomsday clock can figure it out. I don't know what this group wants. I should say, I don't know why they want war, but they're angling for it. By the way, just for fun, if you want to do some extracurricular homework, Google war with Russia last 200 years. Land war with Russia. See how that works out for anybody who tries it. And we think we're going to do it? Will we, what, print money for more tanks? Lots of folks reacting on the text line who are following the shoot. This is um, the doomsday clock moving like it is to 90 seconds from Armageddon because of what Joe Biden is doing in Iraq and what Lindsey Graham, I'm sorry, Iraq, in, in Ukraine and what Lindsey Graham is doing in Ukraine is right on. I mean, they're, I, like I want to have that person on the show as an analyst for foreign policy because what they are doing is terrifying. Again, you roll the 101st Airborne into the European theater along the Romanian border. We haven't put them in Europe since World War II. We only use them when we're going to war. We send them to Iraq. 40,000 troop escalation in less than a year from the 60 we normally keep there up to, to 40. They're embedded with the troops in the surrounding countries. They're on every border of Russia. 
And Tucker Carlson makes a great point here. This is from two weeks ago when he said it was absolute insanity to put Patriot missiles there. They have to be operated by Americans. It's going to cause World War III. We are now literally on the ground preparing for war. And it looks like it's going to be a land war. From what Lindsey Graham is saying, with these tanks, we need Americans operating. Folks, Americans are going to be in the tanks and operating the Patriot missiles. Folks, we are at war with Russia. You know, the very thing they said would happen if Trump was president. We'd get into world war. No, they're doing it. Here's why people don't know. Tucker Carlson nailed this. I'm going to replay it. I'm not that worried. But what's Russia's response? How close are we to something awful? Most Americans don't know because news from Russia has been cut off completely here. You're not allowed to know. It's been censored as it is in North Korea. But you should know that the Russian foreign ministry has warned that there'll be, quote, consequences if the Biden administration puts Patriot missiles and U.S. personnel in Ukraine. Yep. Is that Russian propaganda? Nope. No, it's just what they said. So in order to underscore the point, the Russian government has just released footage of the Yars nuclear missile. That missile is capable of hitting both the United States and the UK. You're seeing footage of it right now. It shows a Russian Yars rocket being installed into a silo south of Moscow. A Russian general told state media that the plan is to hit London. Quote, you don't have to hit Washington first. It's too far away. London is next door. London is the main hotbed of all nastiness. So however you feel about Ukraine, you can oppose the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Most people do, we do. This is very serious. And you'd think that lawmakers in Congress would notice it was happening, but they don't seem to care. As Adam Schiff said the other day, Armageddon is a small price to pay because we need to defend, quote, democracy in Ukraine. Do you think the risk of direct conflict is growing? Uh, I think it is growing. Uh, I think it is manageable and I think the Biden administration has done a remarkable job in managing that and not letting it get out of hand. Um, but you see Putin continue to rattle the nuclear saber, which is extremely dangerous. Uh, it, it can't deter us, though, from giving our full and complete support to Ukraine. We're idiots. So how do we get to a place where Adam Schiff, who is demonstrably dishonest and reckless, almost demented, in the way he behaves, is playing a significant role in U.S. foreign policy. Scary. It is. And you're only getting one side of it. The the media is not showing you the Russian side. You want to try something interesting? Go try to read RT. Just to hear the Russian point of view, you can hear their reactions to what we're doing there to escalate the war. Try to find it, RT.com. You can get there eventually, but you got to get around the censors, and it's very difficult. Why? Because they only want you to hear the media-censored version of this, not the one I just told you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 